Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, before we start the show, let's talk about our Patreon page. If you're sick and tired of the commercials on the show, like the one I'm reading right now, I've got a solution for you. For just $15 per month, you can get the ultimate edition of this podcast. Here's what that means. The ultimate edition combines the free version of the show with the post-mortem show that we record after the end credits. Plus, we take out all the commercials just for you. That means you get the hour-long free show plus the 20-minute post-mortem show where all the real fun happens, and you get all of that without commercials for just $15 per month. That's support for this fully independent podcast. That's bobseskashow.com or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA, covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Today, Crossfire is very different. We have just one guest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Crossfire John Stewart. Thank you. I made a special effort to come on the show today because I have, uh, privately, amongst my friends, and also in occasional newspapers and television shows, <laughs> mentioned uh, this show as being uh, uh, bad. <laughs> and, and, and I wanted to, I felt that that wasn't fair, and I should come here and, and tell you that I don't, it's not so much that it's bad as it's hurting America. <laughs> so I, I wanted to but come here today let me, and say, wait, wait, no, I just, let me, here, here, here's just one, what I wanted to tell you guys. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> stop, 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 stop hurting America. Okay, now, let me, and and let come work you. for us because we, as the people. How do you pay? The people, not, not well. Better than CNN, I'm sure. But you can sleep at night. See, the, the, the thing is, we need your, your help. You're, right now, you're helping the politicians and the, 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 the corporations, and we're left out there like to mow our lawns. You just said we're too rough on them when they make mistakes. No, 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 you're not too rough on them. You're part of their strategies. You're partisan, um, what do you call it, hacks. Ladies and gentlemen, take my advice. Pull down your pants and slide on the ice. The Bob Seska Show. That's been going around Twitter. I thought we'd uh, play the beginning portion of it because it's so awesome. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, May 6, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 107 of the Biden-Harris administration, 550 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. Uh, here they are. It is Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from-the-bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com and patreon.com slash from the bunker. Go and support M. Please do. Also, David T-Rex Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast, patreon.com slash T-Rex Report. Also, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. We've got a uh, debut world premiere song from Astral Summer later today. And it's a perfect occasion for David's microphone to completely crap out, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're starting late today, and part of it's my fault because there was someone who was wrong on Twitter, and of course I had to deal with that, and that's why we're partly late. <laughs> the other reason we're late is because we're having uh, technical issues as we normally do. But I think we've got them sorted out. David, are you sounding okay? I think you are. I think we got that worked out. God willing. It doesn't so- make any sudden moves. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch anything. Uh, yeah, we got you a, a new microphone, and we it sounded great last week, so it was good for at least one show. It was show. working great last night. I was working on vocals. I think 
I don't know what to think. As soon as I get off the air today, I think I'm going to drag my uh, computer over to the Genius Bar and be like, why? Yeah, yeah. Why? Uh, just uh, if that <laughs> fails, just uh, like a wiffle bat. Just give it a good whack. <laughs> I just find that if something's going haywire, either give it like 24 hours or just punch it. Do something. <laughs> and you're, yeah, sometimes... That's more of a, a, a P, an IBM clone response, oh, I, I think, a PC. With a Mac, you have to bring it like some comfrey tea yeah. and maybe like a, you know, lavender scented gin and tonic and <laughs> soothingly to it of this is us so you know, yeah um, so we're going to deal with a teeny tiny t-rex and his little shoebox but it's good enough to proceed the, the other thing i want to talk mm. about here right at the top of the show too is i did one of those things did you ever when you were a kid did either of you ever accidentally refer to your teacher as mom did that ever happen yeah. did you oh, do yeah. it david <laughs> I've done it. I think I recall maybe in... I think uh, pretty much every kid at some point just slips up. Yeah. It was just weird that it was Mr. Bloodworth, though. That was the weird <laughs> thing. Even funnier that his name was Mr. Bloodworth. <laughs> yeah, he was my fourth guy. grade. He was my fourth grade English teacher and homeroom teacher. Yeah, and you called him he mom. Was, <laughs> and I know, I joke. No, I think I called Mrs. Shedding mom once, but uh, no, that's I just figured I'd throw that. Well, <laughs> I had I had one of those moments last night. I was sitting around watching TV. Of course, Kimberly is away helping her mom Poor right thing. now, and I'm I'm sitting here growing mm. my beard like a. <laughs> I'm looking like uh, I should be hiding out in like a bunker in northern Michigan stockpiling ammunition or something like that right about now. North of the wall. So I was uh, watching TV last night and I decided to send Kimberly a little nice little romantic message. Just an I love you with a little heart emoji, which I did. And then I looked up at the top of the screen on my phone to realize I didn't send that to Kimberly. I sent that to Jody Hamilton. Oh my God. So I'm thinking, holy shit. Immediately I went, fuck, 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 fuck. Don't I'm worry, like, Lonnie's whoops, fine. No, no, it's yeah, Lon- okay. Lonnie's fine. It's fine. That's what I was imagining. <laughs> I accidentally sent my landlord the cover art to <laughs> Like in the middle of this, like, intense discussion about the rent possibly being laid and just back and forth about him wanting to sell the house. I was like, oh, here's the, co- it's just the- here's the cover art. That's so fucking funny. Yeah, well, this is like, a- that looks very nice. But I immediately had to send a follow up text going, whoops, I'm sorry, that was meant for Kimberly. And then because I was typing it so quickly, there were all kinds of typos. So the response didn't make any sense either. (laughs) And then, of course, Jody's uh, like, blink twice if you're in danger. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, I wrote back. He's he, you know, when he corrected himself pretty much immediately, I went, well, I love Kimberly, too. Yeah. (laughs) I know that was so perfect. That was the perfect, perfect <laughs> response. And then, of course, I had to text Kimberly to say the same thing and then follow it up with, yeah, you know, I accidentally just texted that to Jody. And then, and then you know what I did? I, I asked Kimberly, did you ever call your teacher, like in first grade or second grade or whatever, call your teacher mom? Big gap of silence after that question where I was thinking Kimberly's like, Bob's crazy. Bob Bob called one of his teachers mom. That's what I'm thinking in my head. And uh, and of course she she replies and she never did it. She never made that slip. So I look like Ralph Wiggums from the Simpsons, right? <laughs> On top of having to explain the fact that I expressed my true love for Jody Hamilton via text message. Oh god damn it. Um, Do you want to hear the most embarrassing No, I'm not, I'm not, I can't share this on the air. Okay. <laughs> that bad what's stopping you now david <laughs> really i was 20 oh here we go wisdom teeth oh, there out, we go. you know and they had me on the nitrous and i was a little groggy yeah and i i have to admit my dentist was very handsome <laughs> and um i sort of grayed out for a second and i came to like sucking on his fingers oh no <laughs> what oh my god how did that what did you pick up his hand and why did he allow you to do that it was very short, and I don't even think he realized what was going on. I think he thought I was about to yawn or gag or something. <laughs> but, I mean, God damn it. He's still talking to a psychiatrist about that one. He's like, I don't yeah, know what happened. Probably. I was pulling out this guy's wisdom teeth, and suddenly he started sucking on my fingers for no reason. I don't know. <laughs> Well, like, I, what does that mean, I Doc? I think that he had just, like, he was, like, checking to see, like, he had put the hypodermic down. I remember that because he was numbing me up and I was really mm-hmm. high. Yeah. And then he was, like, I think just probing the tissue. And the next thing I know, I'm just like, yeah, daddy. <laughs> right. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now 
I'm picturing Jennifer Aniston in Horrible Bosses, so there's all yeah. sorts of things going through my head right oh now. Oh, my God. That is so he funny. He was so handsome. But then once when I was like getting my teeth examined, I looked up, and I noticed that there was a little bit of cocaine stuck to the inside of his nostril. This is years later, even. <laughs> um, and, oh you know, God. like dentists have like pharmaceutical-grade cocaine on the premises at all times. You know that, right? Oh, well, good. Make sure we advertise that one. Every dentist listening in is going to be like, shut the fuck up, T-Rex. I'm going to email my friend. I'm going to email my friend Dale, who is a dentist, and ask him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any cocaine? It's, it stops bleeding instantly. So if you have an oh, emergency yeah. bleed in someone's mouth and nothing is stopping it, they can go to the vault and they can get the cocaine and they can pack it and it yeah. will stop the blood because it restricts the blood vessels. Oh, sure. It stops um, the blood, but they'll never shut the fuck up. That's the right. problem. <laughs> All right. Well, here's what, as I said at the top of the show, we're running late today, partly because someone was wrong on the internet. And so I had to deal with that. What? Yeah. Someone yeah. was wrong on the internet. I'm shocked. Yeah, I know. It was one of those things where I'm I hadn't even. Already. It was like, uh, like 10 minutes before we're ready to start. And I ended up down this rabbit hole on Twitter. And it started with the fact that I've been thinking a lot about Trump's new uh, blog. He started a new blog from the desk of Donald J. Trump. The, the funniest thing about this blog, is, well, first of all, the fact that it's, you know, a blog. <laughs> Here we are in 2021. Donald Trump's just figuring out blogs. Uh, so, but I, I noticed there's a... Uh, Wait till he gets a MySpace. <laughs> I know. I know. Just he's building a bridge to 2006 is what he's doing. <laughs> very, very forward thinking of him. Uh, one of the posts on the blog is like a launch video because, of course, he can't post anything on YouTube either. So he's got his own video platform on this blog as well. And so I watched this video. And first of all, as Hal Sparks said, when Hal Sparks talked about the video on his streaming show, by the way, you should be watching Hal Sparks streaming show on YouTube and Twitch and whatever. It is so goddamn funny. But one of the things Hal noticed is that there's a graphic where you start in space and you zoom way in onto Mar-a-Lago. And it looks like you're following like the nuclear missile as it launches from a space <laughs> platform. <laughs> And it's pointing to run at Mar-a-Lago. But I also noticed that there's a, uh, a bit of text that comes up in this video. And it says, a place to speak freely and safely. As if everyone's allowed to sign up for Donald Trump's blog. As if everyone's allowed to comment. And, you know, but no one else can appear on Donald Trump's blog except for Donald Trump. So a place to speak freely and safely <laughs> is just about Donald Trump being able to do that. That's it. And notice Which people too, can do on their own blogs anyway. Yeah. And notice also that you can't share any of Donald Trump's blog posts directly using one of those little uh, buttons, you know, one of the little social media buttons. There's no button to share to Parler. There's no button to share to Mike Lindell's Frank, whatever his Twitter knockoff is. So all you can do is share to Facebook and Twitter, which Donald Trump's not even allowed to go on anyway. So I was looking at this thing and I was thinking about it. And uh, I noticed a couple of people today had uh, said something about uh, how we shouldn't share anything that Donald Trump says. And then a couple of other people chimed in and were like, yeah, you shouldn't even say his name out loud. You should call him the former guy. La, 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 la. And I said, oh, my God. Holy shit. So, you know, sometimes liberals are so bad at this fighting thing, <laughs> this, you know, getting pissed off and counterattacking the enemy, treating uh, political opponents the way they need to be treated. If ignoring Donald Trump and not even saying his name was actually a thing that would work to marginalize him in some way, if that was really a thing. Why didn't Lincoln do that with the Confederacy? Why didn't we, we could have saved the hundreds of thousands of lives in World War II if we had just ignored the Nazis? You know what I mean? Uh, not said Hitler's name out loud because that would have totally stymied him, wouldn't it? And uh, the, here's the thing, though: we tried that before World War II. We tried that we throughout tried the 1930s. In 2015. Oh right. yeah, yeah. We try. Well, we I try. Mean, it just it does not work. It does, it does not, work. not work. Yeah, and and nothing makes your ass into a bullseye faster than mm -hmm. burying your head in the fucking sand. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You uh, know, yep. it's like if you ignore, you inspire people to harm you. You mm -hmm. like, I mean, it's just no. It's we, you know, we try to like look the other way. Yeah, with Trump, and there's a, there is a happy medium somewhere where you're not just like spreading his message by complaining about him. But I mean, it is, and it's a thorny thing. 
in that regard. But I just like if uh, you it's, know, it's, it's if actually I had not... ignored the bullies that used to you know bother me when I was trying to walk to school in the morning, yeah. I could have taken a rock to the head. Yeah, you got to yeah. pay attention to the threat. Right. Well, the problem would be the problem as far as I'm concerned with Donald Trump's blog and talking about Donald Trump's blog is the notion of not talking about Donald Trump's blog, just Mm -hmm. uncritically posting. Like if the New York Times just wrote an article for the A section and said, Donald Trump said this today. And then that was it. No criticism, Mm -hmm. no mockery, nothing. It was just Donald Trump said this on his blog. That's amplifying Donald Trump. But mentioning something that he has said while relentlessly mocking it and attacking it and debunking it and explaining why it's fucking horrible, that's what you do in politics to counterattack your political opponents. That is going through and exposing uh, sunlight. I mean, we talked about this, God, David, going back to blogosphere 1.0. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. We expose this shit. We're taking the piss out of it. We're disarming it. We're marginalizing it by criticizing it. And by letting it go down the memory hole, we're just perpetuating it because as long as we for, you know let this whole like americans forget what happened 15 minutes ago thing mm-hmm. happen yeah the insurrectionist the seditionist in the in i mean it's just that it's already least, in danger yeah. of not being acknowledged and mm. meted out enough punishment mm-hmm. to these people like so we do we have to stay out keep our focus where we have to ridicule them because it is the most powerful weapon in our arsenal yeah, you know yeah. one of the greatest ways to meet authoritarianism is to mock it mm-hmm. because its biggest threat it, it makes you feel bullied it makes you feel lonely it makes you feel vulnerable and out of control but if you can make it look ridiculous yeah mm-hmm. the isolationism of the 1930s uh, horrendously backfired i mean we were way mm-hmm. late way slow on the uptake when it came to talking about the nazis and doing something proactive as far as the uh, the buildup of of Hitler and then the eventual storming through Europe and we're all over here going well I don't know maybe if we don't do anything we're going to be okay well no 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 that's not how it works plus how do liberals slash normals anyone who's anti-Trump basically how do we successfully build popular support for indictments and accountability against Donald Trump without using his proper name or even talking about him out loud I mean since when do we confront existential threats by saying la 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 not listening it's like pushing for equality without mentioning racist misogynists and homophobes you know, this is it's not how it works. In order to attack racism and racists and in order to attack misogynists, you don't just ignore them and hope they disappear or hope they're somehow magically vanished. That's just not how it works. And I get the idea that Donald Trump thrives on attention. I mean, that was one of the replies that I was trying to swat down a little bit on uh, Twitter this afternoon is the idea, well, he's just, Bob, he wants attention and you're giving him attention. Yes, but it's not dep- it's not about depriving Donald Trump of attention. It's about depriving Donald Trump of power. And mm-hmm. right now Trump and everyone who is an adherent of Trumpism is amassing power. While we're all sitting here going ga 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 not listening. They're amassing power getting ready to sweep back into government in 22, 24, 26 or all points in between. Right. And then what do we say when that happens? Why oh why did this ha- how did this happen? Well, maybe because we were too uh, too frail and brittle to even mention Donald Trump's name out loud, even in the process of relentlessly mocking him. I mean, how many times do you have to say hashtag former guy before you might as well just say hashtag Trump? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like you're putting the name in your head anyway. You know what I mean? I kind of, I mean, I see both sides of this because on the one, I mean, like I've only really started to enjoy Twitter since he left. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, but, and part of it is the ubiquity of his just foulness and Mm -hmm. the fact that like, you don't have to be on Twitter or to follow him on Twitter to get exposed to the garbage, to get it thrown in your face. And it's just, ugh. Well, I understand from a personal point of view, if you're just sick and tired of talking about Donald Trump, just go off and don't even, you know, when the name Trump comes up in your thing, don't look at it or read it. Right. Just ignore it if you want to personally. But as a broader strategy, it's just a gigantic mistake. Well, I think calling him the former guy, though, bugs the fuck out of him. But he he's not even on Twitter. 
Mm. Yeah, but uh, Jen Psaki refers to him that way. Don, uh, uh, Joe Biden refers to him that way. Others are referring to him <laughs> that know way. Still, he knows like, about that. There is no way he does and not you know, he know combs about Twitter. It looking for his name and yeah. he's on MeWe right now we can just go hey former guy fuck you yeah um well, so i mean it's it's he he doesn't like he hates being mocked and when he goes down to his fucking lobby where the house band is playing at mar-a-lago and does his you know hits mm-hmm, yeah. it's pitiful i, it I is assume pitiful. some people in that room are laughing at him mm-hmm. and i want to if it were free for me to go there. I would wait for him to get there and just burst out laughing and point and go, look at him. He's such a fucking idiot. You know, <laughs> he's so lifelike. Yeah. You, oh my God. Is that him? Or is it an animatronic? What <laughs> is, oh, look at that tie. Oh my God. That tie. <gasps> oh, his hair. What is up? I mean, I'd be dragged out, but boy, would I have fun? Oh uh, yeah. Oh, no doubt about that. Oliver Willis tweeted this a couple of days ago, and I, I plan to mention this just in passing on two, Tuesday, but it's much more appropriate in the context of this conversation. He said, just randomly in another thread, he said, from my point of view, the liberal mindset is always that an election, quote unquote, fixed it. And then people slide away while the right is constantly engaged. And then we're surprised when they never truly went away. I think that was really well said. And I made sure to uh, retweet that one uh, to get it out there because that's what we did. I mean, that's what we did in 2009. Oh, Barack Obama's president now and everything's fine again. So whatever, let's walk away and go do something else. And then suddenly the Republicans take back uh, Congress in 2010 and we're all screwed. Um, This is history just potentially repeating itself. I'm not going to say it's going to repeat itself because things have changed significantly in terms of politics between 2010 and 2022, but still, this is a thing that we need to keep our uh, heads wrapped around. This notion that no, the job is never infrastructure. What's that? You know, there's a whole right wing infrastructure that we don't have. Yeah, tanks, mm-hmm. people who are just you know, like Ben Shapiro, he gets paid by like foundations. Yep, to do the, the, this propaganda and misinformation, and for whatever reasons, the left has never cottoned to that. Mm-hmm. It's like if we're going to get donations, we're going to go and get fresh water to people and you know yeah. native americans community it's just we have a different mentality toward it but it creates a huge problem because it takes up so much bandwidth yeah well I mean, the whole go ahead oh no go ahead i just the whole fox news phenomenon mm-hmm. you know it's just it's it's like i it's like that geyser of oil the, the deep water horizon spill of, yeah. our, of information that just keeps gushing poison right. every day and every night uh, and it's, uh, yeah, as and we long just, as it's there, there's going to be a giant, giant chunk of our population that is functionally like not thinking. Yeah, yeah. Well, we simply can't allow that to continue without saying anything. I mean, that's the thing. Because I also hear this not just in terms of Donald Trump, but with other people in the Red Hat Entertainment Complex, for example, Tucker Carlson. I don't mention him. It's give him attention. You know, he fact- must now be henceforth known as Tuckums. <laughs> Well, thank you, at, you, thank you, Joy Reid. I mean, I, I feel like I'm in pretty good company with this point of view as far as giving uh, Donald Trump, quote unquote, oxygen and so on. John Oliver did a whole thing on Tucker Carlson a few weeks ago in which he brilliant. said, he started right at the beginning by saying, you know what, some people have said to me, why are you giving Tucker Carlson more attention? And John Oliver made a really good case for why it's important to point yeah. this shit out, to call out people like Tucker Carlson. And he said, first of all, Tucker Carlson is already famous. Me talking about Tucker Carlson is not going to make him more famous. And you also got to remember, you got to think in terms of uh, the bubble mentality. All they really care about is that the bubble people are well stoked and ready to roll when it comes to the next election. And that's the important thing. What some guy says, some liberal says on Twitter uh, in the middle of the afternoon or whenever the hell it is, isn't really relevant to the reamassing of power that is taking place with Donald Trump right now. And despite the fact that he's been kicked off of all these social media platforms, he is still in the process of gathering strength, reconstituting and at least maintaining the power that he had uh, coming out of the election and building that toward another run. And he's going to run again. We need to assume that he will. Let's be pleasantly surprised when he doesn't. But in the meantime, the poss- <laughs> I you really know what I mean? thought you were going to say, let's be pleasantly surprised when he dies. No, uh- <laughs> 
<laughs> well, look, Rachel Bittacoffer. Rachel Bittacoffer t- <laughs> tweeted something about the the strength of the pro-Trump cult. Uh, she wrote this the other day. In fact, uh, Kimberly Johnson retweeted this earlier today. Uh, Rachel Bittacoffer said, The GOP is tossing a dyed-in-the-wool ideological conservative in Liz Cheney for an ideological moderate in Elise Stefanik because the only ideology that matters now is the Republican Party's allegiance to an authoritarian demagogue, Donald Trump. And that's Rachel Bittacoffer. Exactly. So this, is, this shows you the importance of Trumpism and how it supersedes everything else. The Republicans, especially the congressional Republicans, are in the process of purging any Trump disloyalists out of their ranks, including Liz Cheney. Probably uh, Mitt Romney's up next. If he was in some sort of position of higher power in the Senate, then he'd be, he, he may have already been chopped. I mean, he may have already been right. booted out of that uh, because of what he said and the way he's voted. So this just shows you that the forecasts that we were talking about during the transition, like which way is the Republican Party going to swing now? Are they going to distance themselves from Trump or are they going to fully embrace that third rail of Trumpism? And yeah, fucking A, they're embracing the third rail of Trumpism. That's what they're doing now. And it's very clear uh, by what's happening in the House and Kevin with Kevin McCarthy and Liz Cheney and uh, trying to find a, a new head of the Republican conference. I mean, this is what's this should be a strong indication in terms of where they're headed for 22. They're going full Trumpism. And we do not defeat Trumpism if we're afraid to say the word Trumpism. Oh, my God, that's basic shit. You know, you could decide not to talk about some of his quotes or some of the tenets of Trumpism, and that's fine, but at least say the name. Jesus. It's like refusing to say COVID. It's like, if I don't say COVID, I'll just have the flu. (laughs) Yeah, that's 1,000% true. Um, Lots more to talk about today. I want to talk about uh, Facebook rabbit season, duck seasoning, the red hats, and to... (laughs) Supporting corporate regulation. This is a, another gigantic story this week. Facebook's oversight board made its decision on Wednesday morning. And mm. we, uh, we all thought on Tuesday, based on some rumors floating around, that the oversight board was going to rule in Donald Trump's favor. And they almost did. I mean, they kind of, what they kind of did is they punted down the road a little bit. They kicked the can. They yeah. kicked the can. Yeah. And so their decision was, yeah, he should remain suspended, but it can't be indefinite. I mean, that's, that'd be crazy talk to indefinitely suspend someone from Facebook. My God. They're hoping he's going to die, too. <laughs> well, Jesus, every people get suspended from Facebook all the time. I was telling Fugelsang last night on his show. So, you know, Kimberly Johnson, all she did was she would take a link and post it on her profile page on Facebook. And then she was adminning several other Facebook pages. And she would say, well, these other pages might be interested in seeing this link too. She should take the same link and post it on the other pages that she was managing on Facebook. And overnight, with the Thanos snap, her entire Facebook presence was wiped out in an instant, irreparably. She was banned for life from c- continuing to run those pages. I mean, she could obviously sign up again, which she has, but all of her shit, years and years of cultivating posts and photographs, and she had maxed out all of her friends. She had built massive followings on the pages. I mean, in the hundreds of thousands, all of it disappeared in a blink, not a warning, nothing. Oh, but we got to make sure we don't offend Donald Trump and the conservatives. Joel Kaplan at Facebook, is the highest-ranking Republican at that corporation. And he has immense sway. We heard back in uh, February of 2020 about how Joel Kaplan was saying, oh, look, we can't uh, target all these posts and pages for disinformation because it's going to disproportionately affect conservatives. Well, what does that tell you about conservatives? So yeah. basically, he draws you one eighty wrong conclusion from that. Then we need less regulation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we need to maybe examine our core principles. Exactly. Facebook is smoking. 
We know it's not good for us, but yeah. it makes us feel a little better. Well, so we do it anyway, even as the price gets higher and higher and more and more of our information gets mined and we get subject yeah. to more and more disinformation and feel the real world effects of that. Well, that's it where it really is harmful. Yeah. Well, that's where we're kind of fucked because if you want to stay in touch with your friends, you want to stay in touch with your family and you don't always live in the same town as your friends and family. So you can get together on Sundays for Sunday dinner or whatever the fuck. A lot of us can't do that. So Facebook is crucial for maintaining those bonds. And until something better comes along, it's either ostracize ourselves from our family and friends by abandoning Facebook or just uh, sticking with it and having to deal with all the fuckery. And that's where I am right now with Facebook. I would love to drop Facebook. In fact, I've been cultivating MeWe for, you know, for forever. I just can't with that name. <laughs> I know. That's that's the only problem. Just, Follow me know, on MeWe. It's like MeWe. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a euphemism for peeing is what it sounds like, which peeing is also it a euphemism. It sounds like a New Zealander trying to say Mayday or something. <laughs> you know, me, 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 you know, like, right, I just, right. you know, Well, no, we, all, we all know the trouble with Facebook, and we know that people get summarily banned. I think uh, TV's Frank Conniff was suspended from Facebook for 30 days. Ed Feldman from The Furniture Guys, who I've had on the show a lot, Ed Feldman uh, always gets suspended. <laughs> it's never uh, a full week unless Ed Feldman has been suspended from Facebook for some reason. <laughs> but we got to give the conservatives special dispensation because they're going to get all pissy pants about it. Mm. It's the whole, it's the liberal media nonsense again. They scream so loudly for so long about the liberal media bias that people began to take it seriously, irrespective of the fact that it was wrong. There is no liberal media bias. There have been volumes and volumes written about that. How that's a big lie. Right. And yet it's been taken seriously because they've said it long enough. So what they're saying is, well, you know, uh, Facebook is against conservatives. Facebook is their algorithms are screwing with conservatives. Well, no, no, you just engage in fuckery more often than everyone else. That's all that is. It's like when Stephen Colbert says uh, reality has a well-known liberal bias. It's just how right. shit susses out. You can't artificially inflate the veracity of conservatism. It's just fucking wrong. So, um, so Facebook. I just kind of realized that we all need to change our first name to TVs. <laughs> TVs, David Ferguson. And people are like, you know, hi, I'm TVs, Bob Seska. <laughs> Well, see, I refer often to Buzz Burbank as TV's Buzz Burbank because yes, Buzz, Buzz actually does voiceovers for TV commercials. So he that is actually 100% true. And in fact, TV's Frank was also on you know TV for a while, too. <laughs> he was on that little show yeah. called Mystery Science Theater. Love yeah, that show. Yeah, yeah oh, my man. next cat is going to be named TV's something. <laughs> yeah. My mom wanted us to all change our first names to either Contessa. <laughs> nice. Or Doctor. <laughs> Yeah, that's fucking funny. That's what Dr. Jody Hamilton, or that would be just Dr. Dr. Jody Hamilton. Hamilton. Okay. Or good. Dr. Ham, either one, you Dr. know, just Hamilton. add it in front of your first name. It doesn't matter. Just, just, that's what we, ch Contessa <laughs> or doctor. If I remember doctor, if I remember to do it, I'm going to refer to <laughs> Dr. Dr. Hamilton. So then you can wear a stethoscope and a tiara. And, oh, I like that. Dr. Con or Con Dr. Contessa Jody. I like that. All right. We're going to talk about the rabbit season, <laughs> duck season portion of this Facebook decision in just a second. We're going to take a short break uh, and be back with more show right after these words. OMG, I am using a new skincare system that I absolutely love. People say puffiness and bags under the eyes are the hardest things to get rid of. Until now, introducing Genucel plant stem cell therapy from Chamonix, specifically targeting eye puffiness and bags. Due to new technology, Genucel is an incredibly powerful natural serum, and with its instant effects, it's guaranteed to show results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. That's right. Users saw results in only 12 hours with dramatic improvement in two weeks. A true Chamonix classic, Genucel contains eight extra ingredients to significantly reduce the appearance of bags and puffiness. Plus, Genucel uses patented plant stem cell technology to improve longevity and brilliant long-term results. You can try Genucel right now absolutely risk-free. Go to lovegenucell.com slash Stephanie. Enter that special promo code Stephanie for an extra 10% off. Order now and get the legendary Genucell XV face cream absolutely free just for trying Genucell today. Chamonix, the best skincare, best results, or your money back. That's lovegenucell, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Stephanie. Lovegenucell.com slash Stephanie. The Bob Seska Show.
and you shine Sail to me Sail to me Let me unfold you Yeah, it's Dave Martin, David Ferguson Produced by Lonnie Paul Or mastered by Lonnie Paul, I should say this is Astral Summer, yes. brand new song. This is a song to the siren. It's a uh, cover of this Mortal Coils cover of Tim Buckley's song, right? Did I get that right? Did I get the chain you of... nailed it. All right, perfect. You are I, 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 I was going to ask if that was the one that Lonnie just mastered the other day. Yes, indeed. Yes. Sounds great. I'm just... so kind because I had no money to offer him. I'm like, Lonnie. Yeah. Lonnie, yeah. It's your loser friend. He's. <laughs> See now, I was like, I'm coming to you to because this is the thing though. So many artists don't get paid. Yeah. So people are like, can we use these pictures, but and not pay you? <laughs> you know, and it's just like, uh, so yeah. I hate to ask a fellow, you know, but I just was, have we've been so broke, and but I was like, Lonnie, we've got a song that's going to be on Bob's show, and I want it to be mastered. Do you mind, please, please? And he's like, happy to help. Yeah. And he sent it back, and it's uh, astral. It's like <laughs> It's like he bedazzled it. It's like it, it became like... It he went does from... have a bedazzler, so there is a possibility. <laughs> That's it right. It sounds gotta... so good. Like, there's this separation now between the sounds where you can... It's just gorgeous. Yeah. I mean... And it really pained lots... me, because we uh, this show is uh, recorded in mono, so I had to... <laughs> Had to mix it down to mono, mm. which, by the way, the indie music countdown is in full stereo. So at least the indie music countdown entered into the 1970s in terms of the technology. Uh, but yeah, so you're gonna you don't have a big eight track clunk in yeah, there. Yeah, I know. Well, people complain so, if I do if I do a stereo show, it's the file size is twice as big, and people complain. Yeah, about it. So you have to like, do it mono because it's yeah. a talk show. It's not a it, yeah. You have yeah, to exactly exactly. To. So it's Astral Summer. So midnight. Yeah. That's going up on our Bandcamp site mm-hmm. um tomorrow is one of the days when Bandcamp is foregoing its revenue share oh right so right we get every penny that you spend on it yeah um it, it's gonna be like a dollar 99 okay and i you know i i just i you know my cat died and it was really awful mm-hmm. i couldn't write for weeks and weeks i'm finally starting to be able to move the pen again but yeah. i had to do something so we did a cover and i'm just it's all about love that you know mm-hmm. that's the thing where price we pay for love is that we have to give things up sometimes yeah, yeah. Just, well i love how so, atmospheric it is and and how much uh heart is put into it and now everyone's going to be calling up lonnie saying can you master my song for free <laughs> i just want people to be slow dancing and making after that song all summer that's what i want it is a touch me summer again there you like, go so like yeah. Slow dance and kiss to your heart's content. Yeah, well, right. That's it. We got to select the song of the summer here. So somewhere on the uh, the batch of songs here, this will certainly be a contender. Uh, let's see. Moving along back to uh, rabbit season, duck season. I keep mentioning this. But what happened was <laughs> because of this oversight board decision, the broader uh, Red Hat Entertainment Complex completely lost its spadoinkle, freaked the fuck out so badly that now people like Stephen Miller, Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows, Charlie Kirk are talking about regulating corporations and splitting up monopolies. Uh, Stephen Miller tweeted, today's egregious decision from the Facebook Oversight Board is a threat to democracy itself. No, you're going to say it right. Today's egregious decision. <laughs> yes, I forgot the proper accent. Me, 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 me. Yeah, um, and he said, big tech must be broken up and regulated as public utilities. Jim Jordan wrote, break them up, meaning Facebook. Uh, former chief of staff Mark Meadows said, it's a sad day for Facebook because I can tell you a number of members of Congress are now looking at, do they break up Facebook? Do they make sure that they don't have a monopoly? Charlie Kirk wrote, uh, this is a big tech corporate oligarchy without standing, and it's gone too far. Enough is enough. So, you know, Jody, you listen to the Tom Hartman radio program, right? Yes, I do. Well, mm-hmm. every show between mm-hmm. like, 12 and 28 times, Hartman, <laughs> Tom Hartman talks about bringing back the Sherman Antitrust Act. Yeah, right? that's all one the, of the time. That's one of Tom Hartman's things. That's always, and Tom Hartman is a Portland, Bernie, far-left liberal. I love Tom Hartman. I think he's a great broadcaster, but this is one of his things. And suddenly now you got Charlie Kirk and Jim Jordan talking about the same goddamn things, breaking up monopolies. Well, good. I, you know what I think? I think the Democrats need to call their bluff. 
I think the Democrats need to say, okay, let's all sit down. We can break up Facebook. I've got no problem. I don't think either of you guys have any trouble breaking up Facebook. Sure, break them up. I would love to be able to uh, post on Instagram, look at Instagram without worrying about Mark Zuckerberg and the taint that he put on that one because I, I love Instagram. But so fine, I'm all for breaking it up. But can we also break up News Corp? Let's break up Sinclair Broadcasting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's break up iHeartMedia. Let's break yeah. up all of the monopolies on local broadcasting and local yeah. journalism, newspapers. Yeah. You know, let's break up. There's a, a particular corporation. It's got, I don't know, thousands of subsidiaries. It's called the Trump Organization. How about we break them up? How about we regulate gun What's manufacturers? What's their monopoly on? Not paying their workers? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, is the, what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, the Trump conglomerate is huge, but what are you going to, I mean, if you're insisting it's making an unfair competition. In, in, yeah. It did in I mean, D.C. for a while against other uh, hotel, mm-hmm. you know, true, there was an true. issue there. I mean, look at Char- uh, yeah. Charlie Kirk actually used the phrase corporate oligarchy. That's something you see it. on Ryan Knight's Twitter feed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what were you going to say, Jody? This is how you make them do what we want. Mm -hmm. We have Facebook do what it is legally allowed to do, along with Twitter. What it see? They're they're conflating the government censorship Mm -hmm. with private entities saying, "Hey, you got to wear a suit and tie to walk in in my restaurant." Right. Right. Or you can't come in my restaurant, or you need a vaccine, proof of vaccine. to Because mm-hmm. my friend David, who I do my show with, um, he runs a nightclub. Yeah. And it looks like L.A. is going to start allowing – it's a, more of a bar now. It used to have live music. It doesn't anymore. Mm-hmm. It's more bottled. It's very it's fancy schmancy now. Um, mm. And um, so they're allowed to open, I think, today officially because they don't serve food. So they hadn't been until now. And I said to him, I said, are you going to require – vaccine for for people to come into your establishment whether Mm -hmm. they work there or or as you know customers he says am i allowed to i said you can force them to wear a suit and tie why not yeah it's just like you you do not have a right to like barge i mean you don't have any right to put other people at risk yeah well the thing is is it's very funny i mean when i used to go out at night you know because i go to bed at 7 30 now um (laughs) Right. Like when you texted me last night, Bob, I'm like, he's up so late, you know? <laughs> Lonnie and I were literally brushing our teeth, getting ready for bed. I'm you not kidding. Say, I'm like, you meant to say accidentally texted you last night. <laughs> yes. When you, when you made that mistake last night, very late at night, it was like 1030 your time. I'm like, he's awake. What is wrong with him? Anyway. Um, <laughs> Cause we were both like brushing our teeth going, why is he up so late? We never are. So um, embarrassing. <laughs> It's I'm okay. still picturing the, you know, the I Love Lucy set. <laughs> yes. You know, and you're, you've got curlers and like the full nightgown to the floor. And I do. Got, it's it's like, an old lady like nightgown and I wear granny panties and everything. It's really, really <laughs> sexy over here. Anyway, so um, so we were when we used to go out, you know, it would it's like there was this one nightclub that we went to. My friend Candace and I went with Carrie Elways, the actor and a mutual friend of ours, Phil Roy. They were close friends. Mm-hmm. So we went out to the we went out to uh, dinner and then we all decided to go to the Roxbury. And they had a dress code. And it was basically you had to look, you know, club chic. And one of their hardcore requirements was you couldn't wear tennis shoes. Okay. (laughs) Nobody could. Yeah. So Phil and Carrie were both wearing tennis shoes with nice suits, but they were still both wearing tennis shoes. And because Carrie was famous, the doorman said he can come in, but he can't. (laughs) And Carrie went, why can I come in? He goes, well, you're Carrie always. He goes, well, if you have this dress code, why are you allowing me to you know, yeah. not abide by it. And they said, well, because you're famous. He goes, well, then I'm not coming here. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You Good know, and he's like, that's not right. It's like, because when Chasen's and Trader Vic's were, st- well, Trader Vic's is still around at the Beverly Hilton, but back in when I was a kid, if you went to Chasen's especially, and Trader Vic's, if you did, men, women had to wear dresses. Mm-hmm. And st- it's the same still at the Magic <clears throat> Castle. You have to wear suits and women cannot get in in pantsuits still. Yeah. Kerry always missed an opportunity there, too. He could have said, oh, you can't wear tennis shoes in here? As you wish. As and then you he wish. Able, yeah. I think he may have said that because <laughs> he's adorable. I know. I'm but, sorry. Um, sorry. Apologies to Kerry always. I'm sorry. Well, we actually, we left. We were yeah. like, fuck it. We're going to go someplace else. But um, uh, so at, at Chasen's, <laughs> they used to literally, especially in the 70s, mm-hmm. hi, sir, you need to wear a, a jacket and tie. Um and you don't have one, yeah. and they would literally hand you like this awful orange, 
you know, yep. too big for everybody and this wide-ass tie, like in 1980, yeah. you know, just to look as stupid. And you, and if you wanted to wear it, you were allowed in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you guys ever eaten in an officer's club on a military base? I have not. No. no. That is exactly the deal. Mm-hmm. If you show up without the proper attire, they have a blazer that they will put on you, but it is gross. It's hideous, and, yeah. And then there's a, like a shirt front kind of thing that sort of tucks in that's got like a tie on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So from a distance... You don't break the scenery, you, yeah. You, right. But you, it's not comfortable and it's smelly and it's kind of a hair shirt in a way of like punishing you. And well, that's the thing. I mean, these these mask holes that are like, oh, I shouldn't have. Well, dude, you have to wear shoes and a shirt. What's your fucking problem? Yeah, they're just doing it to to own the libs. That's all. There's no logical justification for any of this shit. They're either anti-vaxxers you know and is. conspiracy theorists, or they're just uh, you know. Uh, it's, it's scary. I've realized. I'm looking at them and they're they're scared like little kids. Yeah. Like you. You know, when you, I mean, seeing people without their faces and just the masks, they're, it's plugging into some like little, like primal toddler thing. And then they're just mm. like, ah, it's not what I'm used to. <clears throat> well, they're also listening to Tucker Carlson every night. And Tucker Carlson has just been saying, just, just, Tuckums. yeah, it's just to be Tuckums from now on. <laughs> it has to be. I mean, it just sounds a, like an incontinence garment. It's like a, <laughs> a, it's like a conga line of conspiracy theories and lies. I mean, he's been saying lately, 30 people every day are dying from vaccines. That's not true. It's not true. It's not true. Here's what he said. He said, between late December of 2020 and last month, a total of 3,300 people apparently died after getting the COVID vaccine in the United States, he exclaimed. That is an average of roughly 30 people every day. So what does that add up to? By the way, that reporting period ended on April 23rd, and we don't have numbers past that. And so what he's getting wrong here is he's referencing something called the VAERS system. Right. Centers for Disease Control's Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Right. And, uh, you know, Rachel Maddow covered this a little bit the other night. This system allows for anyone to post on it, irrespective of whether the claims have been peer-reviewed or, or right. even legitimate. Yeah, I have one of the things they handed me one when I got my second shot. Yeah. So the other thing is about this stupid claim about 3,300 people dying from the vaccine. Well, a lot of the people who initially got the vaccine were older people. And the general trend is, at least for now, you know, people <laughs> often get old and die. I don't know if you're aware of this, but, you know, sometimes older people end up dying just from natural causes. This is the way life goes, the circle of life. People die at the end of their life cycle. Wait, I don't turn into a unicorn? <laughs> not today. Not today, no. David. Not today. Not unless you're a Tucker Carlson viewer, um, apparently. <laughs> The mistake so, Tucker's making is assuming that, you know, any of his viewers can count higher than 20 without taking their pants off. Yeah. You know, one, two, three, you know, like they got to have the appendages to count on anything higher than that. That's just science. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. But see, that's yeah. this, is, this is what Tucker Carlson does. He takes something that's got the patina of legitimacy and turns it into a conspiracy theory. All these people are dying. And he goes, he continues on and says, so what is the real number of people who apparently have been killed or injured by the vaccine? We don't know that number. Nobody does. And we're not going to speculate about it on this show. But it is well, clear what is happening now, for whatever reason, is not even close to normal. It's not even close to what we see in previous years with previous vaccines. No, 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 no. Yeah. For Even if he were accurate, if it, even if what he was saying was true... Mm-hmm. In the United States alone, what is it, 145 million of us have had at least one dose? Yeah, yeah. Has anyone and only 3,300 people have died in the country from it? Look at the mm-hmm. statistics on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's. Uh, I think the percentage turns out to be like 0.0017. That's the actual number, according to the CDC. And that's, again, because people die. You know the actual number of people who have been killed by the COVID vaccine? Zero. And, and what can happen is... There is a 94.5% chance you're not going to get it if you are fully vaccinated with the two-dose vaccines, right? right? right. Team Pfizer here. Anyway. Um, House Pfizer. House Pfizer. Anyway. We do more than Viagra. <laughs> but so say that is the case, right? The X amount of people are dying from it. Say you get, <laughs> you have, you know, five and a half percent chance of actually catching COVID. Yeah. Okay. And then there is a small percentage of people that will get sick from COVID. 
that mm-hmm. are vaccinated. And then there's an even smaller percentage of those people who get COVID, who are hospitalized after being vaccinated that will die. Yep. But it's infinitesimal compared to people that aren't vaccinated, whether they had COVID or not. Yeah. Before and so for him to even even if his numbers were accurate, it's still not comparatively. We've lost half a million people, and thirty million of us have contracted the disease. Do the math, Tucker. I'd be interested to know what would happen if the CDC closed off the VAERS reporting site, just made it almost yeah. impossible for just randos to go on there and report crazy shit. Like Vice reported that the database was being abused by people trying to sow fear, claiming that COVID vaccines have, quote, roughly 50 times the rate of adverse events from the flu no. vaccines by relying no. solely on the VAERS data. Vice no. noted there are a number of disclaimers when you search the VAERS database. One reads, reports may include incomplete, inaccurate, coincidental, and unverified information. And that's where Tucker Carlson is getting all of his data for his fucking bug-eyed rants every night. Oh, my God. And so we wonder why, oh, why are people shirking the vaccine? Why can't we reach herd immunity? Well, we've got patient zero for this particular virus, the virus of disinformation right there. Tucker Carlson. You can also loop in uh, Joe Rogan as well. But he said he's drunk and high most of the time and not to listen to him. That was Rogan? Rogan said that? Yeah. Joe Rogan, basically, after he got all that backlash from saying to 21-year-olds, don't bother, Mm. he, I guess, went on his show and he said, look, I'm drunk and high most of the time and I'm not a (laughs) medical professional, so don't fucking listen to me. And it's like, dude, even if you're sober, don't fucking listen to you. Mm. The Johns Hopkins of bro science science. (laughs) is what happens on that show. Uh, All right. We're going to talk about DeSantis and the Florida election law right after one last break. Back with more show after this. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. Uh, the great Richard Turgeon right here. A brand new uh, cover from him. I'll feel a lot better. Uh, covering the birds, of course. This is from his album, Ten Covers, Volume 2. You gotta pick this one up. I think we've heard from uh, Rich and a couple of songs from this album. Uh, we heard previously his cover of The Monkees, and we heard previously his cover of Tom Petty here on the show. And this is, of course, his cover of The Birds. 
just so worth picking up. I mean, you want a, an album uh, that there are many songs of the summer in there. This is uh, this is definitely it. RichardTurgeon.bandcamp.com. Links in the description of BobSuska.com right under this podcast post so you can support all the bands, including Astral Summer and, of course, Richard Turgeon uh, today. And uh, BobSuska.com slash music if you'd like to submit your stuff to the show. Thank you for doing it. Um, okay, so Ron DeSantis on, I think it was Fox & Friends this morning, did his uh, Donald Trump signing ceremony where he signed this ridiculous set of election laws mm. in Florida and then held up the thing and showed it off like Donald Trump used to do the show and tell of the things like, look, I wrote my name. Look at that. Isn't it amazing? I was able to write my name. I was able to remember it <laughs> and then write it down on this piece of paper. Amazing. And so the, the crazy thing about this law, though, is up until the last second, Republicans in Florida were going, maybe this is not such a good idea. <laughs> maybe making it harder for people to vote by mail is really bad. Bad for the old yeah. retirees. Yeah, yeah. The re retirees who often vote for Republicans. Yep. Uh, yeah. And so what the Republicans wanted to do is create special carve outs for their own supporters yep. in this law so that they could have their cake and eat it too. Have their bullshit and eat it too at the same time. And so that, of course, was nixed because that creates equal protection problems and the courts would devour that sort of thing. The ultimate point of legislation like this is not necessarily to uh, uh, fix any problems because there are no problems. This law is entirely mm -hmm. based, the same mm -hmm. with the Georgia election law, it's entirely based on Trump's lies. And the reason everyone on the Red Hat side is applauding this thing is because it merely puts into the record the existence of Donald Trump's lies. They say by trying to fix these problems that don't exist, we're actually codifying the shit that Donald Trump was saying. See, because we're reacting to nonsense. And so that actually helps them a little bit. It's like also with the uh, abortion laws that often get overturned in court. They are just doing it to fluff their support. Look, look what we did about abortion. No one can have an abortion in our state. In fact, there's a new anti-choice law in Lubbock, Texas, that also makes it illegal to aid and abet someone having an abortion. You know, this is the kind of shit they They've passed. been trying to do that for years. Like, mm -hmm. if I drove out to Texas right now and tried to help some, especially somebody under 18, yeah, yeah. Um, leave the state to get, get a safe abortion, it mm -hmm. would be... You know, again, I could get arrested for that, which is some fucking. This is this is the United States. We're allowed to travel about freely. Thank That's you. right. Well, meantime, uh, David, you want to talk about Arizona? <laughs> this is the craziest fucking nice thing in the fucking world. Fucking clown show. Yeah, do you, I'm sure you the know bamboo, about the bamboo paper. That's what we're looking for. Yes, they they're, sc they were, they're uh, scanning uh, the ballots to make sure they weren't produced in China. And, and what are they, they looking know? for? They're looking for bamboo, bamboo in the paper yeah. because. Jeez. For whatever fucked up reason, it's their uh, biases, their bigotry, it's their lack of worldliness. They believe that, well, if it's paper that came from China, it must be made from bamboo. Because, you know, the Asians and their bamboo. I don't know, what the, what is that? What, what, is the, what is the correlation? Like, oh yeah, Racism about, and schizophrenia, probably a disaffective... <laughs> kind of dissociative disorder it's like they uh, they I mean, see they see the pandas eating bamboo shoots and they're like oh the pandas are eating bamboo and the panda and the bamboo are in china so therefore friends. there must be bamboo in the chinese paper that they use to create these fake ballots that swung the election to joe biden in arizona that's the thing they somehow manage to hopscotch from pandas eating bamboo in china to Joe Biden winning in Arizona. That's kind of the logic that they're using here by looking for bamboo in the paper, these fucking morons. Step four, profit. Yeah, exactly, uh -huh. exactly. Again, this is a bunch of people chasing phantoms, chasing, you know, like Donald Trump sits on the toilet, farts a bunch of times, and puts those farts on the internet and then all of these fucking idiots go running around chasing the farts. Like, you know. Yeah, we had to found a fartropolis. Very, very smart. Well, at least Donald Trump's been uh, vindicated, right? <laughs> With this goddamn stupidity. Uh, let's see what else here. Speaking of goddamn stupidity, uh, just a, a brief word here about Mike Lindell. Uh, you know, Mike Lindell. <laughs> Mike Lindell. 
Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, was kicked off of Vimeo finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, I mean, Vimeo is just below Pinterest in terms of is anyone still on Pinterest or Vimeo? <laughs> it's like he got kicked off a platform that no one even really gives a shit about anymore. Yeah. So congratulations, Mike Lindell. You've been kicked off of the bargain basement version of YouTube. <laughs> so sad. So, so sad. But, you know, these guys all at once screaming about cancel culture and, uh, and, and oh, my God, we're so embattled. Everybody, the liberals are coming after us with their fucking cancel culture. Um, at the same time, you know, not even country singers are safe from Trumpism. Tennessee Republicans blocked a measure that was honoring a gay country star named T.J. Osborne. Are you familiar with T.J. Osborne? No. Uh, Yeah, well, GOP lawmakers uh, in Tennessee blocked a measure in the state's House of Representatives honoring Brothers Osborne singer T.J. Osborne, who recently came out as gay. he just came out. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he just, you were saying, he just came out. He can, he's got such a beautiful voice, too. He's got, like, a deep baritone voice yeah and he's good looking Mm -hmm. Uh well the resolution would have commended osborne for becoming a trailblazer and a symbol of hope for those country music artists and fans alike who may have felt ostracized from a genre they hold dear so they're yeah there's they're cancel culture right this is engaged in cancel culture the other thing (sighs) there the other example of republican cancel culture since they think it's just the left that's doing this the other example is um larry clayman who's kind of a low-rung um, wingnut. <laughs> do you know Larry Clayman, David? Sounds like you do. Larry Clayman is like the cheapest suit on the rack of ambulance chasing. <laughs> like, you know, just completely spurious, laughed out of every major cor- like federal court in the country. Yeah. I mean, he writes these crazy lawsuits that are, of course, all about how everyone's out to get him. Mm-hmm. And, like, he and Oliver Stone, I mean, Roger Stone, were just briefly, like, allies. <laughs> and then they started suing each other. Yeah. And if you've seen the deposition with him and Clayman and, the, and, like, Stone, just, I don't know what would necessarily I, I don't want to come right out and say that he's done a mountain of cocaine the size of Machu Picchu <laughs> but he's acting like someone who had done that because I mean, he's mm-hmm. clenching his jaws in this weird way and he's interrupting but it's just like god if two assholes on this fucking planet ever deserve to be locked in a room together it's Roger Stone and Larry, and Larry Clayman. <laughs> that's right oh you know what by the way speaking of Roger Stone Kimberly and I determined that this sound right here Sounds like it's Roger saying Roger Stone. Maybe we've gone nuts Rod- a little bit. Roger Stone. Stone. Yeah, exactly. It, it literally I sounds like hear it. <laughs> it sounds like the musical version of the name Roger Stone. All right. Well, you get the idea. But with Larry Clayman, the reason I brought up Larry Clayman. You would be saying Donald Trump. Well, that too, man. That works also. Uh, But the reason I brought up Larry Clayman is he sued Wonkette for libel, defamation. Mm. And this is the strategy. This is what they're doing. The people who are so desperately opposed to cancel culture are trying to sue people into silence. Yep. And all they're doing, Wonkette, everyone knows what Wonkette's all about. Wonkette's a great site if you want to go and get the latest news, but in a way that's sarcastic and full of jokes. That's where you go. That's what Wonkette mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. They're just like the, the masters of snark, and they always have been at Wonkette. And so and it's very obviously an opinion website, and yet Larry Clayman wanted to sue them into silence. And I guess part of the point is to punish them by making them rack up legal fees, etc. But he has failed. Larry Clayman has failed. The judge in the case dismissed the case as it should be, saying that quite clearly this is opinion being expressed here. But this is the new trend, man. These guys who say, oh, my God. we I mean, didn't they do the entire CPAC? Wasn't the whole theme of CPAC this year was, fuck you, cancel culture. Well, but they, they, Basically, who would Jesus sue? <laughs> 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 Conservatives were the first with cancel culture with burning books, for oh, fuck's yeah. sake. Yes, you know? So it's like... In Beatles albums, I mean, God forbid you listen to a Beatles. Elvis, I mean, <laughs> they've been Spongebob, doing this forever. SpongeBob, the Teletubbies. Thank you. Remember I the mean, Teletubbies? Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, for, if, if happy any. Happy Days. I remember there was a huge happy, flag yes. about Happy Days. You uh-huh. know? And like, 
Yep. I don't remember what it was now. Do Probably you? Fonzie wearing a leather jacket, for fuck's sake, yeah. finally, after the first season when he was wearing <laughs> that weird blue jacket. But yeah, whatever. right. <laughs> um, Dixie it's Chicks. Just, yeah. Dixie Chicks, absolutely. It's just, it's like, the, what the, they're trying to cancel people learning about our actual history when it comes to the Native Americans and the people that were sold to us here in this country yeah. as property. And they don't want people to learn about that, white people, to learn about that because, mm-hmm. God forbid, we learn from our mistakes. The Germans, okay, when I was young, this woman, 19 years old, by the way, she moved from Germany and she was working in our house. She did not learn about the Holocaust in high school because this was the 1970s and in the 50s and 60s, they didn't teach it. They do now. They didn't? They didn't. She had no idea because they were still ashamed of it by that point. And it started, I think, in the 70s. She, she had moved here when she was 18, so huh. she was very young. But when she was a kid, she didn't learn about that because mm-hmm. it was it was an embarrassment to the country because it was still East and West and it was still, you know, that whole problem with Germany. So yeah. she didn't learn about it until later. And so mm-hmm. at least now Germany goes, yeah, we did that. Let's not do that again. Mm-hmm. Exactly fucking right. Well, I mean, the list is uh, is long, and, and we all know the examples. They're just, you know, they're whiny diaper babies, and uh-huh. the main objection is, you're being mean to me. Why? And or, Oh, you're also being mean to Donald Trump. Stop being mean to Donald Trump. And so that's the uh, that's the driving force behind all of these moves. And, you know, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even seem new to me, because it just seems to me to be the same re- recycled PC stuff from the night. You know, it's like yeah. political correctness, and it... it I, and I don't understand. It's just like, guys, we're just asking you to be slightly less of a dick. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's slightly less racist, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the main problem with uh, these guys is they want to be able to say anything with impunity. And it just, the world doesn't work that way. You don't just get to say anything without any accountability whatsoever. Right. You know, you can say the same to certain stand-up comics or whoever. You know, it's just like you're looking for consequence-free speech, and that's not how it works. You get free speech, but so do I. (laughs) So does Jody Hamilton and David Ferguson. We all have free speech. And so, yeah, (laughs) you get to say whatever you want to say. If Ben Shapiro falls over in an empty woods, do we get offended? Uh, Yeah, probably. Uh, okay, let's see here. All right, I was just looking at an emergency text about something else, and I'm going to put that down for now. Uh, okay, <laughs> so we'll get back to wrapping up the show as I read my texts here on the air. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to uh, switch over to the postmortem show on our Patreon page right now, well, at least as soon as this music stops playing. We're going to keep on talking. We call that the postmortem show. And uh, if you're not listening, you're missing out on a whole lot. So you want to go to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Sign up for $5 a month, and there you go. Boom, you get two postmortem shows every week. That's like eight shows a month for your $5. Plus, you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sign up for $10 a month. You get the two postmortem shows every week, plus the Friday after party with me and Kimberly. That's coming up tomorrow. Kimberly's still going to be. She's not in the same room as me this time, but uh, she will uh, be remote Almost like uh, David and Jody. She's going to be joining that uh, elite club. <laughs> She's going to be I'm not remote. On. I'm very forthcoming. That's <laughs> actually true. Very, very true. So, so uh, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, don't forget to pick up uh, Song to the Siren by uh, Astral Summer at astralsummer.bandcamp.com. It's a brand new single. Uh, Thank you for playing it. Was that? Thank you for playing it. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. I mean, it's just, look, all the music I play here in the show, I'm just honored to be able to do it. I'm just, I'm so grateful for uh, everyone sharing their their work with me here. Um, Meanwhile, Jody Hamilton can be found at patreon.com slash from the bunker. Make sure to go support her, Sean Barton, David Shockett, and the entire crew at the From the Bunker podcast. That Again, patreon.com slash from the bunker. Meanwhile, the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network is at sexyliberal.com. Go and support all the programs there by giving them a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you. Thank you in advance for doing that. Okay, that's it. Love you guys. Bye. Take care, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday or tomorrow, for that matter. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.